good news for all of you this evening. This evening, Father Jan is actually joining us, and I was tempted to offer a prize to the kid that finds him. It's kind of like a Where's Waldo. And he's actually wearing red, so it's very much like Where's Waldo. So we're happy to have Father Jan with us. He's here in the back. And uh, we're happy because it's been a speedy recovery. As you can see, he's been wanting to come over and join us, all right, especially for our weekend liturgies. And this evening, he was finally able to do so. I would actually like to take credit for that speedy recovery. Uh, I think he heard that um, I was going to paint the church or something like that or driving it into the ground. So he wanted to come over as soon as possible to make sure like this, the church was still standing, right? Father James wasn't getting out of control. But on a more serious note, we are happy, Father Jan, that your recovery is going well. We've been praying for you at all our, our masses. And Father Jan, as well as told me numerous times, he's very grateful for uh, so much help and especially the prayers that each and every one of you have offered to him. As I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, right, it seems like we have some scary readings, right? It's like the day is coming, right? Doomsday, and the temple's going to be destroyed, there's going to be earthquakes and battles, right? And all this stuff, and we're like, wow, why is the church so gloom and doom, right? And the reason is that there's this thing called a liturgical year, right? The church has its own year, Right? The civil year, we start in January and it ends in December. But in the church, it starts with Advent, right? the coming of Jesus Christ. There you go, I see ya. Coming of Jesus Christ, right? Jesus Christ is coming. And then we celebrate the fact that he came at Christmas. right? And then we go into ordinary time after that. And then we start to remember that Jesus right, is getting ready to sacrifice his life for you and me. And we go into Lent, which is kind of a sad but somewhat joyful time. And then we celebrate the resurrection, right? And then we celebrate and we remember the fact of the resurrection for several weeks. And then his ascension into heaven, right? And then Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And then after that, back into ordinary time. And then at the very end of the year, which is next Sunday, we celebrate Christ, the King of the universe. He is the explanation of our year. He is the explanation of why we're here. He is the explanation for time. Very profound ideas that are being reflected on. So it's natural that today, this last Sunday before we get to Christ the King and end our liturgical year, we are naturally going to reflect on the end. If we're at the end of the year, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the end. And in today's gospel, what happens? Jesus, he's walking in the temple, and he hears these people commenting on how amazing the temple is. Now, mind you, the temple is under construction. Herod is rebuilding the temple. It wouldn't be finished until 63 A.D., we have all these workers and all this euphoria. The people of Israel are excited. The temple, their glory, it was one of the ancient wonders of the world. See, it was big stuff. And here they are. These Jews are inside the temple. They're looking around amazed at its construction. And Jesus says, 
the days are coming where there will not be one stone left upon another. Right? Imagine what that was like to hear that. Right? How many of you have been to Washington, D.C.? Have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Washington Monument? You know what the Washington Monument is, right? The big obelisk, that white obelisk, okay? Imagine if you were looking at the, the Washington Monument, this huge structure, right? And the tour guide was explaining it. And all of a sudden, this guy who's in your tour group, he comes up beside you and he says, yeah, days are coming when that whole thing's just going to come down. You'd be like, man, what's your problem? <laughs> you know, you're like, that guy's kind of weird. We probably called the police on him or something like that. Jesus was radically different, but yet he was amazingly attractive. He caused people to stop and reflect, and they're like, what are you talking about? This temple, we're just in the process of rebuilding it. It's huge. It's amazing. And yet we turn around and we hear the amazing rabbi, Jesus Christ, saying, the days are coming where there will not be one stone left upon another. It's all coming down. Now, yeah, on the one hand, Jesus is foretelling the destruction of the actual physical temple in 70 AD, which did happen, right? The Romans did raise it to the ground, right? But it's, there's something much deeper that Jesus is talking about in our gospel. What is he saying? Now that we reach the end of our year and we're reflecting on the things at the end of time, he's saying stuff is passing. Stuff is passing. He's saying, yeah, it's amazing to look at this temple. Yeah, it's amazing to see all this construction and marvel and say, what an incredible thing. And Jesus says, but don't get distracted. Remember, stuff is passing. Stuff will never fulfill you. And what is it that Jesus Christ says right after that? Right? He says, do not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying that I am he. What does that mean, to come in my name? What is the name of Jesus? Jesus. What does that name mean? The name of, yeah. God saves. God saves. The name Jesus, right? Yeshua means Yahweh saves. God saves. Yeshua, Jesus it means God saves. He says, there are many who are going to come and they're going to use my name. They're going to say, I will save you. I'm what's going to give you happiness. I'm the one that's going to save you from the troubles of this world. But dear brothers and sisters, things haven't changed. Jesus' prophecy still keeps going down throughout time. Yes, the destruction of the Jerusalem temple in 70 happened, 70 AD. But still today... How many things are in my life saying, I can give you happiness? Things, my passions, my pride, vanity, my wealth. 
And the list goes on and on. Each and every one of us, we have our own list of those things that come to us in the name of Jesus. That is, they're saying, I can save you. Right? Don't, get, don't let go of that cranky attitude you have. Right? You have to dominate. You have to be number one. That's what's going to make you happy. We have these voices right, that come at us and say, that is going to save you. Listen to me. And Jesus says, no, don't. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. I am the only one. Focus on me. My dear brothers and sisters, this week that we're beginning is Vocation Awareness Week. Right? And when we hear that, if we're not careful, we say, okay, yeah, that's the week when we're supposed, to, we're supposed to pray for more priests. It's much more than that. It's much deeper than that. Yes, it's a very necessary thing, right? There is a need for priests. There is a need for people who give their lives, right, ministering within Jesus Christ's church full time. But what is it called? And it's called this for a purpose. Vocation awareness. Vocation. What does the word mean? It means a calling. Am I aware that I'm being called? Am I aware that me, yes me, a married man, a married woman, a child, a young adult, am I aware that I'm being called? And if I'm being called, that means someone is calling me. There is another person out there. My life decisions aren't just within my little world. My life decisions just aren't about me and what's best for me and my family. There's another person who is there calling me, who wants to save me, who wants to give me happiness, who wants to lead me beyond the things that are passing and the things that are saying, we can save you, we can make you happy. That person is Jesus Christ. Am I aware of this, my dear brothers and sisters? Do I think about it? God today is calling. God today wants to speak to me. God today is interested in my life. He's not out there. He's not lost in space. God is very much interested in my life. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we reach the end of our liturgical year, hopefully this evening we reflect and we think, am I preparing myself with the end in mind? Am I aware that there's a God that's calling me, a God that is waiting for me?